It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. The Magic are back home, but someone probably should have told them a little bit. Another kind of blah performance, more injuries. Like, this this, this team, like, eh, eh, eh. Let's get into it today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 16th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we will talk about the Orlando Magic's 111-99 to loss to the Atlanta Hawks. What went right? Very little. What went wrong? A whole lot. What is important? What may not matter? This was just a game. There's 82 of these things. There's going to be bad nights. There's going to be nights like this, especially for a team like this. So we're going to dive right into it. But we'll also talk about how the Magic's Defensive identity has yet to take hold and why that's actually one thing that is really concerning about the team at the moment. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's right when we upload uh, and hit your podcast feeds, at work, on your break, at lunch, on your way home, on your way to the game. You can be listening to this right now on your way to the Amway Center for Friday's game between the Magic and the Heat. Don't worry, we'll have another episode before then too. Um, no matter when you listen to us, we truly do appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. And they can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Check it out today at Truebill. The Atlanta Hawks are challenged. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the, you know, the record doesn't suggest it and, and they're going to get themselves right. Um, you know, I think they're, I, and I don't know if they'll have as good of a season as they had last year, but they'll get themselves right. They're, they're too talented. They're too good, especially as they get healthy. Um, I'm sure they have a move up their sleeve somewhere. I do think they need to make another move somewhere to, to get back to kind of the conference finalist level that they were at, or, or at least kind of, that was a surprise season, but kind of get to that point where they're consistently getting out of the first round. Um, there's still a challenge. Trey Young is a really good basketball player. And, and, and I think I think the Magic's defense deserves it, enough credit for making Trey beat them in a different way. Now, he is a great player. He figured out the way to beat them, and Orlando could have been a lot better defensively. We'll get to that in a second. But this is a tough game. Um, and to further pile on the excuses, um, which the players would not accept, um, good for them, um, the Magic were playing without Mo Bamba, who sprained his ankle in Sunday's loss to the Lakers, was a scratch from this game. 
And Gary Harris, who was a very late scratch, who's announced it was part of the starting lineup on Twitter on the Magic's PR account. But RJ Hampton ended up starting. Uh, Gary Harris reported a hamstring tightness just before tip-off. Um, and so the Magic sat him out. So the Magic down to starters. You know, they were playing a lineup in the second quarter of Michael Mulder. Uh, Michael, it was Michael Mulder, Terrence Ross, uh, RJ Hampton, I think, Ignaz Perzdegas, and Moritz Wagner. Um, it, again, it's... That's that's the lineup you expect this team to be running in April. To be perfectly frank, um, if if you get the euphemism there, um, now on top of all that too, um, you know I know the Magic had the day off to travel back from Los Angeles on Monday. They had a practice on Tuesday. The first game back after a West Coast road trip is always tough. If you listen to Pe- the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, Greg Anthony, um, Cole Anthony's dad talked a little bit about that. You know, especially the opponent was tough in Atlanta. Um, but that you still have a little bit of jet lag and, and the magic certainly looked like their legs were stuck a little bit in mud. They missed a ton of shots. Um, so there was plenty of context and plenty of excuses for why the magic weren't, uh, sorry, I hit my table there. Um, weren't able to, to, to pull out a win or, or, or be a little bit more competitive. I will give the magic credit and I will continue to give them credit. And I think it's really important that we do give them this credit at, at least for now, um, at this stage of the rebuild. Um, they, they continue to fight. Um, there are plenty of opportunities in this game, plenty of opportunities in Sunday's game where the magic could have just packed it in and said, you know what? We don't have it tonight. Give into frustration, start hoisting bad shots. You know, they're not giving, you're not, not giving effort defensively. Um, I I do want to give the magic some credit. They continue to play hard. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think. You know, I, I am not one usually to question effort. Um, I, I try not to, um, but I'm watching this team. I, I do think they are playing hard. I do think they are trying to do the right things. I think, I, I think, I think there is there's maybe not the full energy the team needs, um, but there is uh, intention uh, there. There is this intention to do the right things and to play a certain way. Um, it's it's the focus and direction of that attention that's been the issue. Um, again, like you could, you could play with your head cut off, you know, bat out of hell type stuff. You could be as energetic as you want to be, but if that energy isn't directed in a positive way, uh, if, if that energy isn't directed toward the game plan, toward the way that play, um, to be frank, and that's really what happened throughout the course of this game, the magic had, uh, I think the magic had an interesting game plan. They wanted Trey Young to be in the paint. And I think their idea was keep him off the three-point line, kind of chase him off that three-point line, get him in the paint, pressure him there, make him become a passer, and and make him be someone that has to kick out to shooters, and then you fan out and kind of challenge shooters and, and get the ball out of his hands. When the Magic were most successful in this game, it was because they were able to get some ball pressure on Trey Young, surround him a little bit, make him make decisions, and get the ball out of his hand. And from there, the Magic could really ramp up their pressure and be able to defend it. Um, again, we're looking for him, how this team wants to play. If this is a way that the Magic can play, if the Magic can be really smart about how they guard star players and then pressure the non-stars and pressure pressure the perimeter players, especially on a team like Atlanta, um, then maybe there's something there. Um, and again, we'll, we'll talk a little, that's, that's a point I want to drive home a little bit later. Um, but unfortunately, from the very first play, from the first quarter, from tip-off, Trey Young just got wherever he wanted. Um, there wasn't pressure. There wasn't um, this push to get the ball out of his hands. They just essentially let Trey Young decide every possession how he was going to beat them. Um, he, he has 
his floater is incredible. Um, you know, this is this is Tony Parker levels of great floater play. Um, he he was really really good. Um, sorry about that. Um, he was really 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 good. Um, just getting in the lane, flipping the ball up on the on the basket and, and putting it in. Um, the Magic did a good job covering the lob for the most part. John Collins got away, I think, once. Maybe Clint Capella got away once as well. Um, but essentially, the Magic just did not get out to three point shooters at all. Um, they 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 let Trey Young just kind of dictate where he wanted to go. And I know Trey Young only had four assists, twenty eight points for him. You know, eight of eighteen. I think it was eight of eighteen shooting, one for eight from beyond the arc. You know, again, to score 28 points on that, you know, I think that's kind of what the Magic wanted. They He was taking the shots they wanted him to take. But again, it was all just way too easy. Um, and at the end of the day, look, Orlando's not winning games if they don't hit shots. Um, you know, so if the Magic have a bad shooting night, which is teams going, the score's going to look bad. The score's going to look pretty terrible. Um, and so it, it's got to start with defense for this team. And, and just frankly, this season, it hasn't, or not consistently enough. It hasn't. When the Magic have won, it started with their defense. Um, but consistently, you know, offense dictates defense. Um, the turnovers dictate the defense. Like it's, it's all these other factors are keeping the Magic from being the defensive team they want to be. And, and that's, I mean, honestly, that's frustrating um, because that we want to see this team take these steps and, and be a certain team. Um, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner had, you know, collectively the worst game that that trio has had all season, to be honest. Um, I, I got to give credit to the bench group, that bench group that I mentioned, played with a ton of energy, really flipped the game, gave the Magic a chance to get back in it, kind of kept the deficit manageable, but the Magic starters just got thoroughly outplayed. Um, and, you know, we've, we've talked about that starting lineup a little bit. The Magic starting lineup um, with Jalen Suggs is still one of the best lineups in the league. Um, statistically at least by net rating, um, uh, among high usage lineups, among heavy usage lineups, um, the magic, the magic just don't have the depth to, to, to win these games if their starters aren't playing well. Um, that's, that's, that's the honest thing. The magic just cannot win if their best players aren't playing well. Um, you, you can say that about most teams, obviously. Um, but for the magic, the margin for error is so razor thin that this is kind of what happens. This is kind of um, the deal for for this Magic group and for this team. Um, just, a, again, just kind of a – it's just a blah game. I mean, again, you're going to have these games. Every team has these games where it's just middle of January, just nothing much to, to draw out of it, nothing much to say about it. Magic just had a bad night. Um, again, I, I, I give credit to the team for fighting. Terrence Ross had eight assists. Like, What? Um, that the team is trying to do the right things. Shots aren't going down. Um, shots were not falling in this game. Um, and it was just a, a real, a real frustrating one for Orlando. The Hawks defeat the Orlando Magic 111 to 99. It's a 12 point deficit in the final score, but certainly the game was a little bit wider of a margin than that. Magic trailed by 20. Um, through most of the third quarter, Hawks were able to extend the lead out um, in that third quarter, despite some decent defense early on, but the Magic eventually let go of the rope and Atlanta. Pulls away for the win. We'll talk a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about that that defense and that defensive identity. Plus, go through the box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. Prize Picks really is a, a different type of of daily fantasy. Look, you've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? 
I signed up and I'm having a lot of fun playing these types of games. I know when I played other daily fantasy games, A, the salary structure is weird, uh, you know, is weird. You're, you're, you're entering these contests, whether they're, they're even small stakes contests, like the $1 contest I was playing or the $2 contest I was playing. You're entering these contests with thousands of other people and you're competing against them. And a lot of these guys, and, and I, was, I, I was playing this a lot with my dad, I would notice, we would notice that it's the same people at the top of the hill and they'd have four, five different entries. The odds are stacked against you. That's not prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you're going to love this app for NBA and mixed sports pickums. The Christmas Day games are going to be off the charts and even more fun if you have if you play prize picks. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. They offer any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, streets made, etc. What is a prop? I don't think I've explained the game properly enough. This isn't like those other daily fantasy games. You're not picking a lineup. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the house. The house gives you a prop. Let's say for Friday's game, over under 20 points for Cole Anthony. You decide over under. If Cole Anthony hits the over, if he scores 21 points, you win. If he scores 19, well, you lost that one. But did you really lose that one? Because Cole Anthony probably still scored 19 points and the Magic probably still have a good game. Um, this is an over under and you can parlay different picks together to win even more. All of you that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code NBA. I took advantage of this when I signed up and I'm having a lot of fun playing the game. Here's how it works. Again, you pick two to five players and an over under on their predictions. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. And again, it's just you versus projected numbers. You don't have to worry about anybody else. You just take care of yourself. So again, if you want over 10 rebounds for Wendell Carter, plus over 20 points for Cole Anthony, plus under 18 points for Kyle Lowry, plus one kneecap hit. No, I'm joking on that one. Um, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals for when you want to take those winnings out. Go to prizepicks.com today and use promo code NBA. Go to your app store and download the app. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing yet, you honestly don't know what you are missing. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
We want to thank you again for being Locked On Magic, part of your day every single day. No matter when you're listening to us, we are free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. Let's go through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall the Atlanta Hawks 111-99. to Again, this is a difficult game. Uh, it, it it really felt like the Magic were stuck in mud. Um, it, there were there are definitely, like every game, every game there's maybe four or five plays that really determine which way the game is going to go. Um, this game, there may be two or three shots where the Magic were down, maybe 12 or 11 points. Magic in an open three, great ball movement. Shot just doesn't go down. Um, this team has had plenty of those moments. Um, you hope that in film session, the Magic are having a recovery day today, so no no on-court, no formal on-court work, no practice. Um, but you hope in the film session today, um, the Magic point out, hey, like, this is a good shot. Y'all did good things here. And there were good things, good things here. I mean, again, the Magic have said this. I will say this. You, you do have to look for little victories. You have to look for little things that are going right. Um, and there are. I, I really do believe there are good things going on with this team. Um, there are some some concerns that I have even at this stage, but, you know, we're still early. We still haven't seen Markel. We still haven't seen uh, Jonathan Isaac back in the lineup, and it's going to be tough to judge anything until then. But let's let's roll through this box score for you real fast. Terrence Ross uh, scores 18 points, 7 for 17 shooting, misses all five of his three-pointers, seven rebounds, eight assists, four turnovers for him as well. Not as good as you could hope Terrence Ross to play. I mean, obviously that three-point shooting, um, that, that, that hurt him, but – I really liked Ross played with a ton of intensity, really came hard off screens. Um, he did a lot of things that you want Terrence Ross to do. Um, I, the fact that he got eight assists, I don't think I've ever seen him pass the ball eight times in the game, let alone get eight assists. Um, that, that, that's a joke. Don't hurt me. Um, I, I, I really liked his game. Uh, I thought that he brought really good energy. Again, there's, there's frustration everywhere. I, I think when this team gets down, when this team isn't making shots, they're young. They're gonna. They're gonna make frustration plays. They're gonna make frustration mistakes. They're. They're gonna let go of the rope a little defensively, and it's really training these guys not to do that. That. That's gonna be the biggest challenge. Um. Overall, I have to say I like Terrence Ross's game in this one. Again, just the the shooting was was the big issue. Mortz Wagner off the bench, nineteen points, six for nine shooting, three for four from deep, six rebounds. Uh, uh, like this last week, Mortz Wagner has really become a Magic fan favorite. He's won me over. I was not a fan of resigning him. I was not a huge fan. I was like, he didn't really do much last year that that got me excited about bringing him back. But I got to give Moritz Wagner a ton of credit. He makes big shots. He's not afraid to mix things up. He is always, you know, he's intense. Again, he may not be doing the right things all the time, but he's always intense. There's always energy coming from him. Um, I, I think that he's been a real valuable piece for this team, especially for this year's team um, because of that energy. Um, just again, does a lot of the right things. So I, I really liked how Mortz, Mortz Wagner played. Um, Orlando was really only in this game uh, for long stretches because Wagner was playing pretty well, um, which, which again, but says a lot and says a lot. Um, from the starters, RJ Hampton getting the start for Gary Harris, 15 points, four for nine shooting, three for four from deep, four for five from from the uh, foul line. Um, RJ had a good game. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, again, it's, there's some inconsistencies there, but, you know, you get him a spot-up three-pointer. He's really developed his three-point shot. I think we're at the point where we can say if the Magic could get him open threes more often, and, and again, if R.J. Hampton, you know, continues to develop and show the patience to stay with that shot, um, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a knockdown three-point shooter right now. Um, you know, I think we have to give him that credit. He's still got to be a little bit smarter about how he attacks the basket, how he finishes at the at the rim. Um, you know, again, it's this is part of the process of a young guy, but, this was a good moment for Hampton. Um, a lot of fans have been asking for Hampton to get some starter, get some minutes with the starters, play a little bit more with the starters. 
I think is I think a lot of his game is still very inconsistent, but that's what you expect from young players. Hampton has shown some good growth this year. Um, and again, I think that is probably what's most important from the overarching picture of this season. Uh, Franz Wagner, 10 points, 5 for 14 shooting, over 3 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds uh, for him. He was due for a bad game. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have his hiccups. Um, this was certainly one of them. Got, was Showed some aggression. I like that. Um, had had a really nice finish early in the game. Um, you know, so I, you can live with this kind of a game from a rookie. Um, you know, I think I think he'll bounce back. He's obviously a, smart, a really smart player and, and and operates best when the rest of the team is functioning a lot better than it was in this game. Chumo Kiki got the spot start for Mo Bamba. Eight points, two for 10, shooting two for seven from beyond the arc. Four rebounds, four turnovers. Um, just a little, hair too aggressive at times. Um, shots just not falling. Um, again, two for seven from three. I, I didn't dislike his three-point looks. There was maybe one or two that I was like, eh, that's not a good shot. Um, his drives to the basket are not good right now. Um, I'd almost want to use him solely as a spot-up shooter, but of course he is not shooting the ball well right now. Um, it, it's it's hard to play Chumo Kiki. Um, I know a lot of fans want to see him start over Mo Bamba. I, I do think that the Magic need to start priming their lineup a little bit for Jonathan Isaac's reintroduction at some point. Um, and so I get this this push to maybe start Chumo Kiki a little bit more. Uh, but frankly, Chuma hasn't earned it. Um, you know, as as inconsistent as Mo has been at times offensively, Mo's probably still their best chance to win games. And again, maybe that's not what the Magic are after, but um, I, 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 I can't explain what's wrong with Chuma. I think Chuma's still got to get his legs under him a little bit. Um, he's got to find his shot. Um, without his shot, there's, there just isn't a lot for the Magic to do. The big, the big hits, though, Cole Anthony, 7 points, 3 for 14, shooting over 5 from deep, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers for him. Just had a bad game. Again, young guy, he's got to have bad games. Um, you know, again, he's still learning consistency, still learning playmaking. I think he's still trying to find his way. He, he didn't take a lot of shots in the first quarter. Um, was trying to set others up and was struggling with that. That's just a part of his game that's going to have to continue to grow. He's going to have bad games um, as well. Wendell Carter, nine points, four for 10 shooting, uh, 15 rebounds. I thought Wendell did a really good job on the glass, um, but that's about where that ends. Um, I thought his line on, on the screens on Trey Young were not very good. Allowed Trey Young into space, allowed Trey Young to get into that floater, didn't put enough ball pressure on those screens. Again, the Magic were best defensively when they were able to get pressure on the ball and really kind of mix things up and really, really kind of make Atlanta feel them a little bit. I, I did not think the ball pressure was particularly good at that second level of the defense. Um, the rotations were bad behind them on top of that. And, and that's, that's kind of what leads to a, a disaster like this, or I wouldn't call this a disaster. It's just not a good game. The magic shoot 38.9%, just 10 for 35 from beyond there. 19 for 21 from the foul line. Magic are, start, are, are sneaking back up the free throw rate list again. Um, which is odd for us. We're not used to being able to get to the foul line consistently. 12 offensive rebounds for Orlando. They do commit 17 turnovers. A lot of them are kind of late in that third quarter during that run. Atlanta still only scores 14 points off those turnovers. And Atlanta scores only six fast break points, two for seven on fast break opportunities. So the Magic doing a good job again. The turnovers to me are not about the points you give up. It's the opportunity you lose offensively, especially for a team like this that has just such a small margin for error. Atlanta gets 28 points on 11 for 22 shooting. From Trey Young, one for eight from beyond the arc. Um, he had four assists, but felt like a whole lot more. 21 points for John Collins on eight for 14 shooting. He had a 10 rebounds off the bench. A lot of scores. Cam Reddish, 13. Lou Williams, 14. Danilo Gallinari with 10. The Atlanta Hawks defeat the Orlando Magic 111 to 99. Orlando back in action Friday against the Miami Heat. Ooh.
Uh, we'll see if the Magic can bounce back against the undermanned Heat as well. Hopefully, the Magic get some guys back. We'll talk a little bit about the defense and some of the defensive issues coming up here in just a moment. First, a quick word from our pals at TrueBuild. Do you know why free trials were new without? Well, the businesses will tell you it's the convenience of not having to remember to pay your bills, but really it's the convenience of you not remembering that you paid your bills. It's so they can keep, it's so these companies can keep charging the credit card over and over and over again when maybe you forgot that you subscribed to that thing in the first place. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOnNBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, this season is not about the team's record. Yes, I focus on wins and losses. I I do think that winning is a sign of progress, but that's not what this season is about. This season is about uh, laying the, the groundwork, laying the foundations for the kind of team the Magic want to be. This season is about the foundation of this rebuild. Figuring out which players fit what the Magic are trying to do. How to move forward. How to grow this group together. Um, and, and, you know, Jamal Mosley, you know, has said it before. You know, I think Jeff Weldon said it when he introduced Jamal Mosley. You are what you enter the league as. And Jamal Mosley is a player development coach. And you can see that and feel that in the way this team is playing. Individuals have gotten better. Individuals have certainly, certainly improved. But the issue is... The issue ultimately becomes how are they coming together? How are they improving and and, and drawing themselves together? And I think that's still the really big question for this Orlando Magic group. And I think the place to start is, and and what we hoped would develop, and maybe still develop, we're still, you know, we're a little bit past one third of the way through the season. So again, we're not so early that we can ignore these issues but not so late that we need to be sounding alarm bells or, or, or being really concerned. And again, we're still missing some key players and have had a lot of injuries. It's been tough to, to build consistency with this group. What we do want to see, though, is at least the outlines of an identity. Um, and Jamal Mosley has made it very, very clear 
um, that he wants this team to be a good defensive team, that that is his bag. That is his focus. That is his uh, way for this team to grow. He wants this team to get down and defend. He's talked about it on numerous occasions. And the fact of the matter is, through however many games we've played, 30, uh, 28, 29 games, something like that, or 5 and 24, 29 games, through almost 30 games now, the Magic have not defended well at all, or not consistently enough. Look, Jamal Mosley's teams in Dallas, when he was a defensive coordinator there, were not good defensive teams. They're in the bottom half of the league in the three years that he was defensive coordinator. They topped off at 18. But they had an identity. They put a lot of ball pressure on you. They tired you out. They got after you. Um, And yes, you might have scored on them, but by the fourth quarter, you're tired. Those legs are heavy. And with that offense, Dallas felt like they could beat you. And in fact, in the first two years that Jamal Mosley was the defensive coordinator for the Mavericks, the Mavericks were eighth in the league in defensive rating in the fourth quarter. They bottomed out last year to 25. But there was something to it. And certainly with the Magic had, and again, depth is probably hurt the implementation of a lot of this. Um, With the young group, the Magic had, we expected them to really get after teams, to put ball pressure on them. And so I think one of the more disappointing parts of the season so far is the Magic's defense doesn't put that pressure on teams. They aren't creating turnovers. They aren't making life easier for the offense. Again, the offense has made life hard for the defense too. And, you know, I think the Magic's half-court defense is certainly better than their overall rating, but still not good. This Magic team has really struggled to build its defense out, to find a defensive identity. There's missed rotations. There's overcommitment to the ball, especially when it gets in the paint. There's kickouts to threes and late closeouts. Some things you expect from young teams, finer points, details, trust, and communication that you expect young teams to struggle with, things that they have to continually improve and get better at. And again, it's a little bit of a sliding scale. You want to see good moments. Um, the, The win over Denver, that second half was some great defense, and that's why the Magic won that game. When the Magic have won games, it's because their defense played really well and fed the energy of their offense rather than the offense draining the energy of the defense. The Magic have to lead with their defense, and they know it. But maybe they don't have the personnel for it yet, or maybe they just they, they don't have the ability. I mean, the Magic had to start Franz Wagner on Trey Young, and Franz Wagner is a good defender. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He committed a couple fouls early. He really struggled with Trey Young. Um, it was the first time that he really looked a bit overmatched with uh, an assignment that Magic gave him. Magic are still seeking their defensive identity. Um, that's to me, that's what this all comes down to. They're 29th in the league right now in defensive rating. They gave up about 112 points per uh, 100 possessions. This game, they gave up, I think it was 109, um, but that was buoyed by a really good fourth quarter when the Hawks sat all their guys through three quarters. The Magic's were giving the Magic were giving up 122 points per 100 possessions. It's it's not good enough, and really. The Magic aren't going to see the progress they want to see and be the team they want to be because this is not a good offensive team. Um, They're good signs. And I do like some of the things the Magic are doing offensively, but they they don't really have the personnel to run a a successful offense yet. Not without their defense being really good. We had hopes, and certainly injuries have played a role in this. I had hopes that this Magic team would flirt with finishing in the top half of the league. 
that's there's there's going to be enough data at this point that that's going to be really tough to do. Um, but to see this Magic team near the bottom with all the work that they supposedly put on in defensively and, and all the ideas they supposedly had for how they wanted to defend, it's really disappointing. And, you know, one thing that I think we wanted to see was an outline of who this team is going to be. And again, there's still a lot of season left to play, so we may still yet see it. But to this point, you haven't seen it. And to me, that part, even at this stage of a rebuild, is kind of concerning. Yes, there are little victories. Yes, there are little things that are exciting. But for the big picture, we want to know how this team is going to play and who this team wants to be. They told us they want to be a defensive team. They need to be a lot better on that end. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore mute. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. They have all the information you need to get ready for your day. It's free and available on all platforms. Uh, thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Dale and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Ryan. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.